0: hey good morning good morning good morning welcome to swahili sunday and if you're listening after the fact thank you so much for listening trying to get in a good position here i am uh, uh i am not in california that is the downtown dallas skyline i am in dallas texas where i just completed the veteran edge conference put on by syracuse university was so grateful that I was able to, uh, I was invited to attend this conference. It was for entrepreneurs. And I was happy to get to attend. And so this is the view from my room, the Dallas skyline. There's a train down there. Sometimes I hear the train at night. I'm like, yeah, so. But uh, the only, I guess, downside for me is the fact that I there's a Dallas Cowboys game going on here in Dallas today, and I'm not going to be at it. Uh, I thought about staying an extra day and going, but I didn't I didn't want to go by myself and I didn't have a plan of who was going, so I, I'm not staying for that, but maybe my son and I can come back for our uh, Thanksgiving game that we usually go to, so I'm just grateful to have been at this conference. I learned a lot, and so I was going to share some of the things that I learned, and this is actually, well... I'm not going to say it's the first event I've attended because my son and I went to the Cowboys Chargers game. I say Cowboys first because even though it was in Los Angeles, it to me is still the Cowboys game and the Cowboys won. It was great. So that was probably the first big event. And I've gone to a couple other I went to a wedding and a celebration of life. But this is the first conference I've been to, uh, attended in person since COVID started. And so the the Swahili word of the day is uh, Tukia, which is, um, it means event. And I'm a little tired because it's a lot to attend an event when you have been like sort of locked up for a while and not attended events and only seen people on Zoom. And I actually, I'm at the point where I have a hard time being on a lot of Zoom calls because we've had so much of those. And it felt so nice to be at an event and so nice to connect with and see people. And so nice to actually be able to network in person, face-to-face, get somebody's energy versus on a screen, seeing somebody on a screen. And it, it's that was probably the best part. And, and it was interesting because I... I I got to, we went to, they had a gala dinner last night. I dressed up. It was so great to be able to wear like uh, business conference clothes. I mean, at home, I I don't always, uh, depending on what the day is, if I'm doing something where I'm training the dog or whatever, I don't necessarily always dress to the nines, but some, some days I do. It's just not the same doing it at home versus doing it for an event and going and connecting with people It was just, uh, it it was, it was really, really great. One thing that's interesting though, the hotel had a mask mandate policy and we were told that, you know, we were supposed to be wearing masks or whatever. So I came prepared and of course on the, on the plane, if you, uh, they, they made an announcement that it's a violation of federal law not to wear a mask if you're over two years old and you will be removed from the plane if you don't wear a mask, which I thought that was interesting. But here at the hotel, there were three different conferences. Like during our conference, there was another big conference going on, a big IT conference, and none of those people were wearing masks. And, and there was another uh, conference last night or, or dinner last night. I didn't see any of those people wearing masks. I think people are just kind of over the mask thing. When I went to the Cowboys game, you had to wear a mask to go inside, but everybody was taking their masks off. I would say 90% of the people in the stadium were not wearing a mask. People, I think, are just so tired of wearing those things. And um, the the fact that you wear them for a long time, depending on what kind it is, you get a headache. I know I do. If I wear, like, the N95 mask, I went to a meeting uh, on on site at – the company I work for, and I, after three hours, I had the worst pounding headache from wearing that N95 mask. I don't know how the medical personnel are doing it. It's crazy. But I I just thought that was interesting. Uh, But I learned a lot of great things. And then then today, I watched a message by my pastor, Pastor Rick. And one of the things he said that I thought was interesting is, if you don't know who you are, other people will decide it for you. I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, insight. So if, if you really don't know, if I don't know who Eldana is and what Eldana stands for, other people are going to decide that for me. And there are people who let other people decide who they are and, and shape their values. And that's not cool. You need to shape your own values and have your own uh, identity and know who you are um, and know where where to turn and know, um, like he was talking f- uh, at it from a, a stress point of view and and comparing that Jesus probably had the most stress out of anybody he, you know there was no uh, internet trolls attacking and I get I get trolled and attacked by tro- uh, people all the time now that I'm putting out ads and stuff and get all kinds of crazy accusations and it's sad but you can't stop that it, it's there. And if you let those people define you, or if you let that stuff bother you, and it does bother me, I let it roll off, but it does bother me that people that don't know anything about the mission that I'm doing and how hard I'm working to make it a success and how much I'm personally sacrificing to make sure that those ladies in Kenya succeed and they want to, you know, challenge my character or my integrity, that, that is hurtful. I don't even understand how, um, more famous people handle that because it's it's tough. Somebody can sit behind their computer and just say whatever they want. And um, yeah, whatever. So uh, so you can't let somebody else decide who you are. If you don't know who you are, other people will decide for you. You have to decide who you are and what you stand for and what your values are. I mean, I'm I'm a Christian. I believe in the concepts of the Bible. I tried to live my life by the things such as love your neighbor as yourself. I've shared about this before. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. And you see even Christians who are unloving towards people and unkind towards people and nasty towards people. I mean, I've, I've had to apologize for things that I've done missteps that I've made or maybe something not so nice that I said to somebody because I flew off the handle, but I'm only human. But the, the difference between somebody who does that and realizes that okay, loving my neighbor as myself means even those people I don't like, even those people I don't agree with, they're my neighbor. They're another person, another human being on the planet that I need to make sure that I I stay stay in love towards. It doesn't mean that if somebody's hurt me or um been unkind to me that I have to have them in my life. I just have to have grace for them and move on. There was another, um, let me find that. There was another speaker who was talking about that uh, words matter. And a lot of times, and, and he made a good point, a lot of times we say, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Oh, I have to get up and go to work. Or, oh, I have to take care of this thing, or I have to take care of my kids, or I have to take the dog for a walk, or I have to, I have to, I have to. He said, switching that up to, I get to, because think about how many people would love to be able to get up and go to work, or would love to have some of the problems that, you know, have to go walk the dog. You get to go walk the dog. You get to take care of your children. You get to go take them wherever. You get to do whatever work you have to do. You get to even get in your car and go somewhere. There's so many people that don't have a car and wish they did. So changing that mindset and that that what comes out of your mouth to, from I have to to I get to, that kind of goes back to the go pink rule of engagement we talked about, about turning negative self-talk to powerful self-talk. Your words and what you say to yourself are just as important as what comes out of your mouth. There's a scripture that says the power of life and death is in the tongue. So you can destroy someone with your words, either verbally or in writing, and you can destroy yourself with your words, either verbally or writing. So pay attention to what you say. One of my uh, mentors, Clint Swain, who mentored me with uh, speaking, always talks about try, and you've probably seen the, the clip from Star Wars, the original Star Wars where Yoda says, do, do not, there is no try. Try, using the word try, and think about it. Oh, it, it sets you up to be okay to fail. I tried to do it. I tried to make that business work. And, and it didn't. You just say, I tried. Instead of, I'm going to, I will, I must make it work. Listen to your language, the words that come out of your mouth. And I need to start paying more attention to this. I've been lazy with it, using the T word, try. I've also been lazy with thinking about other words, but changing this, I have to, to I get to was a big takeaway for me. I thought, Oh, Hmm, that's, that's pretty interesting. And he also had some, some other insights that I'm going to blog about. it was, that was really great. I got a lot of great insights out of this conference. I made a lot of great connections, uh, some things that are, uh, potentially going to move baskets and beads forward, which is what I want to do. And, Uh, you know, make baskets and beads a household name and have lots of sales, be in lots of stores and have the ladies be able to ultimately get out of that slum and live in a better house and have a farm where they can grow their own food. And that's my big vision. By the way, let me see if I can put the banner up. I'm doing this from my phone. So there it is, basketsandbeatskenya.org. We are still raising funds for uh, food packs because obviously we're not back to sustainability yet. We need to get to a level of where I'm placing regular orders so they will have regular income. And until we get back to a more sustainable uh, ordering system where we're getting more orders, where Wholesale orders have increased where I'm potentially speaking more and selling more beads where I need to order more. Um, we're still going to raise money for food packs, and we're really short this month. So if you could donate any amount to basketsandbeadscanyon.org, it would definitely help the ladies uh, to ensure that they have food. As I've said month after month, we've been doing this since March 2020. And we're feeding over 30 women and 80 kids. So those that is over 130 people that are not going hungry because of donations that you all have provided. So if you can, $5, $10, $100, we need to raise $900 at least every month to make sure that they have food packs. And that lasts for a month. $900 feeds 130 people for a month. So if you could see your way clear to donate a little amount uh, or a big amount. If you are a part of a Rotary Club that donates to groups, bring me in to speak. I'll come and do an, a little online presentation about the uh, baskets and beads and about what the, the food pack program and what we're doing there. I uh, The Rotary Co- Club of Temecula has been a great help. They've made a couple of donations, but if you have a Rotary Club, Kiwanis, any organization that considers doing donations, please bring me in to speak. Reach out to me at Eldana at basketsandbeadskenya.com. I'm happy to come and share a little. I I've Usually Rotary Clubs are like 15 minutes. I'm glad that I have slides. I have video. I have things I can share so you can see, uh, your, your audience can see the situation and what the ladies are like and how the food packs are helping them. I cannot, I keep saying it, I cannot sit at my table like I had a beautiful dinner last night. I sat beautiful sit-down dinner. I was all dressed up and nice food. But in my heart I know that they're not going hungry over there. So I, I can't I can't in my conscience sit down and eat food here knowing that they're not eating food there. So that's why I'm going to continue to raise funds for food packs until we can Slowly taper that off as we increase the orders, and it hasn't gotten to that point yet. So your help is still needed. I appreciate it. Kenya.org. I just wanted to give a little, little info about that. So um, appreciate your, your support there. Uh, another thing that I learned at the conference, there was a uh, there was a panel of business owners, and these are all veteran like veteran owned businesses who've been successful. And one of them had uh, a lot of, they, they go by values and if they hire somebody that doesn't align with their values, they're gone immediately. And uh, I'm taking a look at, at my business and looking at where I've been, you can't be okay with mediocre. And so where have I allowed mediocrity to creep in And where do I need to tighten things up within myself and within my team to make sure that we aren't operating in mediocrity? Because when you go there, you're never going to get anywhere if you're operating in in, uh, a mediocre kind of situation. And another speaker said, "When when you're making a decision about who to hire or things to do, it's either a... Heck yes or heck no. She didn't say heck, but I'm saying heck. A heck yes or a heck no. There should be no in-between. It should be a clear and concise uh, decision that you make. uh, Another lesson was even the simplest things require a plan to ensure failure is avoided. and You have to plan for failure. What's your plan B? I was in a session about supply chain yesterday, and I don't have a plan B if DHL is unable to ship. That's how I ship things from... uh, that's how we ship things from Kenya through using DHL. Obviously, I'm not going to ship anything on a container. If you don't know uh, about that, we were talking about that all this weekend, too. There's, I don't know, 50, 75 container ships sitting off the coast of Long Beach in uh, Los Angeles trying to get into the port. Um, they're backed up so, so much. There's uh, I think they've started double shifts there to try to get them all in and get them all unloaded. It's a it's a really messed up situation. So obviously that's not going to be a solution for me a, at the moment. As I, I haven't shipped anything by container anyway. But if I were considering that, I wouldn't be doing it now because I probably wouldn't get the products for like six months or more. And I would only ship by container if I was doing a whole container of product. So <coughs> that's uh, that's not something that I'm I'm doing today. But that might be a consideration for the future. But if if something happens to DHL, how else am I going to ship? Shipping through the post office, which is sometimes what I do with smaller packages, that's not an option either because that's taking three months. I had two packages shipped in February. They didn't show up. They showed up a week apart three months later. So that's not an option. So what other options are there? There's UPS and there's FedEx. So I need to look into those. I have accounts with both. And I need to look into those and see what their rates are and have that as a backup plan. I I don't, I don't currently have that. I'm just shipping using DHL, which, which is a nightmare. And I'll, I'm going to be sharing once I'm finished challenging a shipment, I got charged uh, $417 for something that's just a few pounds and it should have been $80. So I have to, Go back and challenge that. Those are things that you end up having to do in your business is go back and challenge things. And, and life, too. You, you get wronged some way. And it's taken me six weeks to get an answer out of DHL on how to do this. I'm like, what are my rates? Give me my rates. And the guy finally sent me my rates. And when I look at it, I'm like, here's what I've been telling you for six weeks. This is how much it weighed. This is what it should have cost. This is what I paid how do I fix that? And then he's like, Oh, we have to go over here and you have to do this. So uh, once I'm done challenging that I'm going to share about that, that process because you have to be relentless in some things, whether it's in business in your job or day to day life, if you are not relentless, nobody else is going to be for you. You have to have to push through and be relentless to get things done sometimes. And if there's something that's not right and you know, it's not right, push back on the fact that it's not right. Don't let somebody else tell you, oh, this is just the way it is. Okay, that's fine. This is the way, I love that phrase, this is the way we've always done it. Okay, well, we're going to do it different now. Well, this is the way we do it here. Why? Why not do it this way? Use the phrase, is there any reason you can't? Is there any reason you can't do it this way? I asked that question on something when I got the uh, this is how we always do it here. Is there any reason we can't do it this way? They just ignored the question. And I just kept asking until I got an answer. It's relentless. You have to be relentless. And when you don't have the time, you have to space that out, how you're going to do it and circle back around with it. It's a lot, it's a lot to do. It's really a lot to do. But uh, those are just a few things I wanted to share for today. I'm getting ready to... Uh, head out, head to the airport in a little wit, little wit, little will, little while. I can't speak. I'm tired. I'm glad I took tomorrow as, as a day off. I mean, I'm the uh, indigo. My dog and I are going to start training, individual training tomorrow at uh, 9 a.m. So she won't be psychopause forever. I want to make sure that she's properly trained, and I actually, really, I'm getting trained. I'm getting trained to handle her. So. That's I'm looking forward to that. And I miss her. I haven't seen her since Wednesday. I I miss her. It's been kind of lonely without her. I'm attached. Uh, anyway, that's uh, so here's the beautiful uh, Dallas skyline here. And I'm just going to sit here and chill for a while. My uh, friend is coming to pick me up and my friend Tim Gillette. And I haven't seen him for, gosh, I guess a couple of years in person so it's going to be good again to see somebody in person. I was so grateful to be able to come here. This just really uh, renewed my spirit and my energy, gave me a lot of ideas. Conferences for me, I don't know about you, but when I attend conferences, it, even if maybe I've, I've there's speakers that I've heard before, or whatever, it just generates my, my creative g- mode and it gets me thinking of ideas and things I should do and uh, ways to go forward. So um, I'm excited. I have a to-do list that's very long and I have people that are going to hold me accountable. So I am uh, excited about that. So I hope you all have a great day today and put a thing in the comments and let me know uh, what it is you're doing today. Are you doing something special? Are you working? Are you hanging out? Are you going somewhere? It's so nice to, be able to travel again. I love I love traveling places and meeting people and connecting. And like I said, this is actually the first, other than going to Kenya, this is the first place I've traveled since COVID. And it just seems like so long ago that we were all together. And there's people here who I met uh, and last time I came to this conference was March. Actually, I'll share that before I get off. The last time this conference happened was the first weekend in March in 2020. And this was the last conference I attended before the COVID shutdown. So I got home, I think March eighth, maybe, and like seven days later, everything shut down. So uh, I kind of took it up to the edge before things things shut down. So this is the first uh, the first time all of us who had been to this conference have been able to gather again and uh it was a lot of fun met a lot of great people had a lot of great conversations and i'm looking forward to the future for baskets and beads cuz i i'm right now it's sort of at it's gone down because of covid to i guess what you could call a hobby level business i need to get this back in sustainability and start uh establishing some real solid income goals that i'm going to strive for and uh, i have some plans working in the background on how to reach some of those goals but um I'm also uh, doing a bunch of different things in the background. and uh, But I'm going to, from the rest of the day, I'm just going to chill and take it easy and enjoy the day. And I'm going to try not to cry that I'm not at the Cowboys game. Try. I said that word. See, look, it came out of my mouth. I'm not. I get to. I guess you could say I get to cry because I'm not going to the Cowboys game. I can watch it on TV, but I really enjoy going to the game. I am a hardcore football fan and i i love my cowboys i grew up in texas i was born in dallas grew up in san antonio i've been a cowboys fan since i was in the fifth grade so whether they win or lose they're i'm still they're still my team and um i enjoy talking trash with all my my veteran buddies about football and uh i'm just a football kind of girl all right, everybody, I hope you all have a great day and uh, make it a great one. Nakupenda.